Bando. Yeah. Star Wars Sessions in the building, children, ladies. This is the way to the recap, baby. And you know, it's gonna get wild when Matt and Luke talk Mando and the child. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions Mandalorian Recap. Yes, my name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the N1 Starfighter, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there, it's Master Bly Walker, Luke Bly, how are you sir? Oi oi savaloi, yes mate, yes mate, not too bad at all. Uh, yeah, Nubian, uh, they, yeah. Said, uh, they said the Nubian wouldn't come back, but I told them it would, I told them it would come back. What? Oh, where did he come <laughs> <What>? from? <laughs> oh. what? Well, oh. well, we're here to talk about the Nubian episode, does that work, of The Mandalorian? I don't think it works, it's a stretch. Yeah, no, I think, I think it works. I think we'll it works, take it. Baby. Hey, look, it's, it's, it's early here for us, so give us time to settle in here but um yeah guys we're going to be talking about the latest episode of the mandalorian you know it you know what's coming full spoiler alert it's just aired if you haven't seen it this is a short one so go check it out come back listen to us and then debate with us positively as to whether you agree or disagree with what we have to say Mm. there you go you've had your spoiler warning let's do it season three episode four chapter 20 the Foundling, directed by our boy Carl Weathers. It aired on mm. the 22nd of March, 2023. Mate, with credits, 32 minutes long. 32 minutes long. It's, yes. I don't know if it's the shortest or one of the shortest, but it zips along at a pace. So let's do it. Rather than me blabbering on about the vital statistics. Up top then, mate. After last week's episode, which did prove divisive among many fans, even though we enjoyed it. What did you think of the follow-up, episode four? I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Ooh. it, mate. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I, it's not a flawless masterpiece. Uh, I always, I always end up saying this, you know, but it's. I, I don't think it's meant to be. Um, yeah, I'm. Let's start with the runtime. Let's start with the runtime. Yeah, you know, I, I, I actually thought runtime. You know, whenever it is on the short side, there's always a little bit of me that's like. Ah oh, man, wish it was a bit longer. Wish it was a bit longer. Um, but this week, I can't lie. I can't lie. I, I, while I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, I was like, is this, are you sure this is half an hour? <laughs> I was convinced it was like longer than that. Oh, wow. Convinced. Okay. Oh, wow. I was convinced it was, it just, there was more to it than that. Um, by the sounds of things. Uh, you're not on the same page. But, and also, give us an overview. What did you think? Oh, no, I, I kind of am on the same view. Um, okay. I was just worried up top about what where the episode was going, considering it was only 30 minutes. Like yeah. you, when you see a short runtime, you do think, what could, what are they going to be able to squeeze in? Is this just going to be a literal, like a chain in the, a link in the chain where we need to get to the next part? Let's just flesh out a few bits and move on. Or can they fill this 30 minutes with so much filth that it's unbelievable? Um, yeah, I didn't, uh, I did, I didn't fill the runtime because I was enjoying what I saw. I dug it. I really did nice. enjoy it. Um, nice. like you, 
it bears repeating and i bet people listening are thinking guys come on but of course it's not perfect not nothing is really <laughs> apart from apart from luke's uh delicious fringe but um no no i i enjoyed it i think they did squeeze an awful lot in we got some answers to some questions we've been waiting to see uh we got some questions which we're going to get answers for later on in the season it looked good i think carl weathers directed it really well and it was it was a nice change of pace from last week's deviation mm. again we we enjoyed that but this felt more like that kind of pulpy classic star wars that we're used to so oh i was on board mate on board yes yeah, swashbuckle yes yeah, swashbuckle wasn't it yeah very much mate very much so and um yeah i think there's a lot to love i think there's a lot to love in this episode i think there's a lot of nods to different different parts of star wars you know <laughs> yeah um and we get more mandalorian culture you know we get more exploration of what it means to be a Mandalorian, particularly in, you know, uh, the, the, the children of the watch. Yeah. Um, and that's the, that's, it's noticeable from the get go, isn't it? Is that these guys are all training, you know, it is the, the weapons really are a part of their religion, you know, and we, we know that from the first season. And, you know, to see these kids just start beating each other up. <laughs> oh, they got it's like the playground again. Yeah, they got the Mando helmets on, <laughs> yeah, and then there are guys. There, it's just brilliant. Yeah. It's just brilliant. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> you know, it's one of the. Uh, this is the, the way, mate. Like, <laughs> from the get go, I was like, oh, it's gonna be one of those episodes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. Kids are beating each other up. Yeah. It's like it's like the Phantom Menace all over again. This, I tell you what, this episode does actually feel very, very much a Star Wars prequel kind of um tribute to me yeah it feels very prequely and i think people that grew up with the prequels are going to love that but then again there are a lot of people that grew up with the prequels that have a very specific and an almost fantastical um <laughs> eccentric view of star wars and that's the only yeah. star wars it can be so maybe they won't like this but anyway um i I love that bit. I love that bit. And then it gets it gets deeper almost instantly, you know. You get you you come away from like the the weirdness of just a full camera shot full of people, kids, adults fighting each other in helmets each other. Thinking, it's one of those moments again where that Star Wars does so very well where you're like, what am I watching? Well, like yeah, when yeah. you strip it down, when you strip it down, you are watching a bunch of people in helmets just wrestling <laughs> on a beach in like a Utah beach. or yeah. Arizona or wherever it is. Oh, Some bloke judge just monitoring them. <laughs> judge, what? yeah, yeah, what? judge man. It felt like a Clone Wars episode at times as well to play into mm. your prequel um, uh, analogy. There, it did feel Clone Warsy. Yeah, well, more so obviously with the Mando stuff and the the giant raptor, and that's where I thought, oh no, because like you say, we've got we've got this Royal Rumble going on on the beach, and uh, and we have the duel which we'll mention with Grogs, but th- of course the inciting incident is what they call a raptor. This flying raptor comes in, and I thought he ate the kid. I was like, do you know what? The kid's annoying me, but I didn't really want to see him get eaten. Um, but he get he gets scooped up by this raptor, taken away, and I thought. Ah, we've got a 30 minute runtime we're about eight minutes in is this going to be the episode we're just going to go and capture the kid and that's it and yeah. i won't lie to you mate i did think ah, you know that's not really good vibing with that too much but of course we 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 took some beautiful little detours to make th- what we what we eventually got 
much more powerful and palatable. Hey, look, I yeah. would have accepted a side, except like like I'm the be all and end all. I would have loved the side mission, of course, but. You, you, I think you mentioned last week. Last week was episode three, of course, and we had that deviation. We're moving to the business, and we're now halfway through the season. Mm. For me, now I want to see the story pushing forward. I want to see what's happening. You know, what, where, what, where's Gideon? What's happening in the Republic? Mm. What's happening with Din and Grogu's relationship, and of course with Bo now? And we got some of that. Now I expect mm. next week and and onwards to kind of dive more into the law heavy stuff in terms of the Mandalorian itself, but. Um, then we've got plenty of that here, though. We've got plenty of Mandalorian law, as in like the the, the, the culture and the creed. Plenty of law uh, throughout. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm 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 in I'm in agreement with what you've said. Actually, when when the raptor, the pterodactyl looking pterodactyl monster thing, just yeah. flew down, I thought, Dragon. I thought, flaming hell, lads! Like, <laughs> can, oh, can we yeah. move? Can we move the base? <laughs> Why don't yeah. we just move somewhere That kid else? has had no luck. That kid almost got eaten by the, the, the dino know. turtle, or whatever it's called. He, he almost got eaten by the raptor, and Grogu gave him what for. Well, that kid's a punk. Maybe he's just got, like, tots in his bag or in his pocket. <laughs> yeah, like, he's all got the meat time. in his back. Napoleon, give me your tots. <laughs> give me your tots. Good shout. Yep. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Dynamite. Um, <laughs> I when I saw that I was like, oh come on! <laughs> yeah, come I on. know it does feel a bit deja vu, doesn't it? Oh, what we this again? Yeah. <laughs> again? <laughs> Just this random pterodactyl? Oh, I don't know. I'm 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 not a fan of like the randomness of it, but but I I'm I'm still like here for it. Does that make sense? I still enjoyed it despite the fact that I can yeah. look at it and go. Mm, bit of, <laughs> where, where did that come from yeah I they wish, needed something didn't they to push it on and they just went for a yeah. dragon basically well well even narratively if you added on a few more minutes right and let's say they were doing training okay and they were doing target practice of their like rockets and they were like a few meters away from the base or what you know a few mile away from the base and they shot down a rock and that rock triggered the 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 raptor yeah, to yeah. leave its nest and I, yeah. then suddenly this whole thing becomes a lot more feasible doesn't it suddenly you're like oh right okay yeah this they bought it like, upon we themselves be, almost yeah we wouldn't be talking about it whereas at the moment you're like okay that's a bit random isn't it but i suppose i suppose they were making a lot of noise they were the only ones probably in the area yeah um, they did say that I, later on didn't they that mm, stop yeah. making so much noise don't use your jetpacks and it, it was another way to show, certainly for Bo-Katan, but also like the Mandalorian. They're they're savvy, they're smarts. So how do we take this thing down if we can't? If we have to take our weapons away, basically, or our jetpacks? What what do we do? How do yeah. we do this? And how do we how do we let calm um, supersede panic when we find out who yeah. the kid actually is? Obviously, it's it's Paz Vizsla's son, uh, Ragnar. It's Paz Vizsla's son, which you find out. So there's that element to add to it as well. We don't know that at the beginning, but we find that at the end when he cha- charges in like a lunatic into the raptor's nest. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I would have liked to have seen it be a bit more kind of kind of like the Mandalorians are, are upsetting the natural world by being there. I think it would have actually mm-hmm. added more to the fact that they haven't got a home. That doesn't matter where they go, but whether it's Navarro, they end up fighting with the bounty hunters in season one, causing damage and have to leave. In this season, you know they're on the beach. They end up disrupting the natural world and and its habitat and its um, inhabitants. Sorry, dragons mm. and crocodiles. 
So they have to leave because of that. So I'd have liked it to have been more of a kind of where can we settle? Because everywhere we settle, there's, you know, we're, we're causing chaos. What do we it's do? Issues. Do we go back to like Satine and be pacifists again? But, um, but it, look, it looked, I think the dragon looked through the raptor dragon. It looked good. It allowed Carl Weathers and the gang to give us some lovely long shots and establishing shots of the area. You've got the sun coming down and mm. uh, glistening off the water. So I thought, if anything, it, it allowed us to have some good-looking shots, at least, even if uh, a part of the runtime, I will say, n- not necessarily a criticism, but noticeable, part of the runtime was just dedicated to watching it fly. You know, we're just following this thing flying, whether it's just a raptor or the mandos are pursuing it. A lot of the yeah. runtime is just them flying, but it was good the, yeah, because I because the way it. the way it was crafted and directed. We, we, we've seen dogfights yeah. in space, and now we get a, a dogfight in atmosphere with a dragon and jetpack mandos i mean come on yeah i liked it mate i liked it and even even down on the ground like talking about um what you mentioned earlier you know like um really really pushing the plot forward pushing the story forward i felt like we not only pushed the story forward we learned more about the the, the mando like mm-hmm. way the mando yeah, history the way, yeah um you know and 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 some of the dialogue i thought in this episode although you know it is mando it is star warsy i thought it was really really good and it is it is meant to be a little bit wooden it is meant to be very quite formal isn't it to because the point, they are it? it's it's all about respect um, not everyone talks like they are from the UK. No, not everyone talks like that from London. Not everyone talks like, like they're from California. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, some cultures, they do talk more formally to each other. That's, that's the way they communicate. And I think, yep. Yep. And, and historically, that's, that, was, that was very much more common. And I think that that's what we're seeing a lot in, in, in The Mandalorian within The Children and The Watch. I, I adored when they were like, oh, so why doesn't he wear a helmet? Why doesn't Grogu wear a helmet? Oh, mate. And he's, like, he's too young to speak the creed. Yeah. And it's simple. It's simple. Yeah, it's really, really, really simple. And some of, the, some of the other lines, one doesn't speak unless one knows. You know, it's like, oh, mate. I've only been able to watch this episode once, yeah, by the way. Um, but I really want to rewatch it. It's it seems like a rewatchable episode, you know. Yeah. I always go on, don't I, Matty boy? I always say, "Oh, this week rewatched bit of Mando," you know, because Nine the show times. the show feels so rewatchable, oh, man. And I can that's just what I didn't on. mention last week. Sorry to jump in, but I was meant to, well, I was meant to mention it last week, but I didn't. Um, and this, I genuinely did. I haven't necessarily seen this anywhere else. But as much as we enjoy, I I don't want to speak for Lukey boy, but as much as I enjoyed mm. part three. The rewatchability value maybe isn't quite as high as something like this episode or part two, maybe. Yes. Because it is a story focused episode, whereas this is story focused, but it's, it's pulpous action adventure, it's swashbuckle, it's Star Wars. You can watch this, stick it on and be like, yes, that was awesome. Now carry on with whatever I was doing before. You don't have to focus as much to me. And I, I reckon I'll put this one on more so than I would episode three, for example. Defo. Yeah, 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 but definitely. On. Now, this was directed by Carl Weathers, wasn't it, mate? Yes, Grief Cargo. Yeah, 
22nd of March 2023. Uh, not long till Star Wars Celebration, mate. Oh, 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 um, yeah, Cole, Cole Weathers. Now, he directed an episode in Mando yes. Season 2, he? Didn't directed, he? Um, so as it turns out, he directed uh, four. Episode 4 of yeah. Chapter 2, uh, so, uh, Season 2, with the Snokes in the Jar and the kind of mm. Grief and Kara-centric episode, which I thought was great. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, but he was in that. He was in that episode, wasn't he, Carl Weathers? And I was expecting, because it was announced, he announced it on Twitter like a few <laughs> days ago. It's like, hey, yeah, guys, is. hope you're looking forward to uh, Chapter 20, The Foundling, <laughs> uh, directed by yours truly, something like that. And it's like, oh, yeah, all right, then. <laughs> we don't usually do that, Carl, but okay, mate. Okay, maybe yeah. they gave him permission. Everyone, uh, I it, imagine look, they did. What Creed wants, Creed gets. Exactly. If he dies, he dies. Oh, no, wrong film. But still, (laughs) this was was written by Filoni as well, mate. And my my bingo card has been thrown in the bin. You know what I'm going to say? It's like, Mm. Filoni's writing. We know he's going to turn up. But Ahsoka didn't turn up. Um, But I'm not going to lie. When I I saw what this called, the the Foundling, and we potentially were going to get Order 66 flashback, I did think, oh, no, Dave. Oh no, Dave! What are you doing? What are you doing here? Is it going to be? But it wasn't. I will get to that. Oh no, yeah, we'll it wasn't. Yep. I, I, but I'm also I'm I'm a bit surprised that Carl Weathers wasn't in this episode. So I was anticipating it was going to be like back on Navarro, and they were going to be like saving the down Navarro or something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. That's to um, come. Yep. That's to come. That's to come. Probably, maybe next week. What do you think? Um, Maybe next yeah, week. Yeah, it definitely won't be the season finale. I'd be, I'd be shook if it's episode seven or eight. So I think it will be this what, next week or the week after five or six. I think that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And I think just w- when when you think back to the other seasons, you know, those episodes five to eight, those last four episodes are always usually what did you just say it's the business end of the, the season. business end yep yeah we're getting to that in your fantasy premier league as well by the way i see i wouldn't Sean. know i forgot about it i know you did mate <laughs> i see <laughs> again i see i see everyone playing that breathing down my neck oh it's getting a bit spicy, <laughs> mate. On, getting a bit spicy. For, the, for the sessions come on yeah you know mate come um on. but another line that i loved just going back to the beach scene yep, yep. um is the, obviously little Grogu is battling out against the kids like a, a paintball paintball battle. Yeah, I loved that. And um, but but when Bo Katan is putting on his little wrist rocket, um, she goes, "Don't worry, my dad was the same way. He's just proud of you." Yeah. You know, he's thinking, yeah. "Why am I getting pushed? Why am I getting yeah. pushed?" Here? I don't want and to his fight. little face. He gets shot, and his little face. Oh my word! It is. It's precious, isn't it? It's so precious, so yes. sweet, so lovely. Well, I said he was going to get shot in this season, and I'll come back to that more later on. I guess he did twice <laughs> with a paintball gun. Uh, yeah, I love that. Bo-Katan imparting a little bit of wisdom. Uh, Din also as well at the end. I just like seeing Grogu for the first time in like an actual mm. kind of like one-on-one play fight essentially but with his peers he's not mm-hmm. in danger of being captured or anything like that there's no peril here it's training and we're now looking at you know backstory aside we're now looking at where he's going he's told this is this is what it is to be a mandalorian we finally see him you know fighting we finally see him learning the way not just the the um philosophical side of it but the actual physical side of it him fighting and i dug it man i liked it the kid was this pre- precocious kid ragnar paz Vizsla's kid 
So for we've had Dean versus Paz for the most part throughout these the episodes mm. of the Mandalorian, and now we get Din's kid versus Paz's kid in this one, which was quite yeah. fun to see. Um, and I, and I liked it. I liked how um, I liked how Grogu was able to just let go. He was we we saw his hesitance and his reticence before. He didn't want to give in to the Force because there was fear there or anxiety. But when he let that go, he's flipping around like old Yoda, like his like his daddy Yoda, maybe yeah. his dad Yoda. Um, he's flipping around and no, bang bang bang, maybe. gets the kid. Um, it's really it's really interesting how they look down on him as well. Like he's too small, like, and like you mentioned, why has he not got mm. a helmet? They look at him as a pushover, but you know he's going to be an asset. He's only fifty years old, which is wild to say. He's about five years old, ten years old. You know, I think, and mm. the way that the armorer takes him kind of under her wing somewhat as well in this episode, I thought was very cool. What I will say is the the children of the watch, the covert, the the creed, the cult, whatever you want to call this. It's very fickle, and I dig it. It's very, very fickle. You know, you could be an apostate one day, and then within within minutes, you're you're welcomed in with open arms, like Dean, especially and especially Bo as well. You know, they, everything's put aside because this is the way. I love that. I don't know if that's going to come back to bite them on the backside at all, or if it's just like a weird kind of galactic way of showing respect. But it's what I noticed in this episode was: doesn't matter what you've done, if you take the creed, then everything's fine everything's okay um so yeah i noticed that but grogu versus little ragnar i enjoyed that i loved seeing grogu finally taking his steps to become a mandalorian is, is he gonna is he gonna be a mandalorian jedi mate or just a mando well lots of people have been saying that he is the mandalorian of course you know, that that the actual show isn't about like Dinjarin, you know, the Mandalorian is Grogu. Um, so I, th- I, th- I think, I think it could be potentially that he is kind of the, the first Mando Jedi since, um, what's his name? Mandalore, the great, or no, Tarvisla. Tar right. Okay. But that's not, that's not Mandalore. The great, is it? Um, I don't know if that was my Mandalorian history. Maybe it was because Mandalore the Great was the first one to tame the Mythosaur and everyone followed him. I don't think, uh, listen, I I am going to fact check this in the background, but I don't think he was. Go on. on. You do that, mate. Um, Yeah, Wikipedia up in the background. Yeah, you mate, you got to do it. But like the, the armorer with Grogu, those, those scenes, again, I, I really, really, really like it. Uh, some really cool lines, you know. Uh, she goes, "Oh, just as we shape the Mandalorian still, we shape ourselves." Yeah, and she's teaching him, isn't she? And it's and and I think that's another theme of the Mandalorian as a TV show, and really as you know, for, for Star Wars, isn't it? It's an ongoing theme that you're like, yeah, you can reshape yourselves. And that's kind of what you were just saying is that with this creed, you know, if you cho- choose to walk the way, your life will change. You will see differences. You will see um, new perspectives. You'll experience new perspectives. And that's, that's, I think, explored literally and a bit figuratively but literally later on in the episode with Bo-Katan and the armor and their conversation yes. and um yeah i i really 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 like it even if like those those loud bangings or you know or <laughs> in the forge um <laughs> old, old grogu gets a bit of ptsd He's from that terrible, he? he's like, oh, 
on, no, don't like that. And, That's something um, that's come across from well, episode chapter uh, season one. Sorry, I keep getting my chapters, episodes, mm. seasons messed up. But obviously, Din when he first heard the that banging, he it took him back to being a kid again and his flashback. So there's mm. those pretty sweet parallels with Din and Grogu that those PTSD, the noise of the forge, is what actually takes them back or, or bring dredges up this long kind of repressed um memories or trauma for them yeah. i um i did wonder again when we had the, when we had the rap to us like oh maybe we're not getting the order 66 scene there's no there's no logical through line here for how we're going to find out but the armorer says to grogu look yeah hey look you've, yeah you won your fight mate but you know you're you're not going to accompany him on this on this um mission to yeah. go and save Ragnar from the raptor's nest and that's when she takes him in and everything you just mentioned I really did like that the way she spoke to him like we are we all begin as this raw awe and then we are shaped I yeah. really 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 dug that we refine ourselves through trial and adversity and the forge can reveal weakness and then like bang bang oh. we cap up on Grogu's little face and then it happens isn't it mate it happens oh, mate and well, well, before we do that, even even the, the the puppetry of Grogu's face is bang on outstanding, isn't it? This bang episode, on. they've definitely got, I think, some new puppets. They use a few different models, don't they, for Grogu? Yeah, I'd believe. imagine they tweak it every season, just with just for technology technology as it advances. I imagine yeah. they do. Yeah, and it, I I love the like. There's a bit where he's like, "Oh, like this." Uh, yeah, well, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. see you lot, but like he's kind of like showing his teeth, and you're like, "Wow, I don't think we've seen that expression before from little Grogues, you know? No, no. But yeah, we see it. The Jedi, the Jedi flashback, um, right. Order sixty six, and from from the get go, it's pretty standard, isn't it? From the get go, you're like, "Yeah, I th- we've seen this before." The Jedi, bam, 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 they're taking on those sweet sweet clone troopers coming through the d- oh they look great through the door back, who back, did you back, think back. was coming through the door before before we reveal what everybody already knows did you have an eye did you have a a theory or a desire for a certain individual to come through the door were you like oh i really need to see mace or or or, or someone this is gonna sound so lame but no not really i mm-hmm. thought it'd be clone troopers I thought yeah. it'd be clone troopers. There's some wild theories out there, Matty boy, of who was going to save Grogu. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, some of them were just so, so dumb. Or, or, or even like, um, maybe you were hinting at this, but even like some people thinking like Ahsoka just come back yeah. to the temple to save it would Grogu. Make no and, sense. Yeah, it makes no sense. It's like, mate, you know, just because she lived there and trained there, it would make no sense at that point in the, of her life for her to go back to the temple no. and save this kid. Mace Windu, I'm sorry, guys, but no, because then that opens up an entirely new can. That 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 then takes over the whole season. Where's Mace? Mace is back. He's back. We know what happened. You, you can't like people like Plo Koon. Like Plo Koon's getting shot down over where, wherever wherever he was in whatever planet he's on. He's getting blown up. You know, he's he's not there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, did I expect maybe to see Anakin walk through the door a little bit? I thought they were going to tie in a bit to Kenobi because whilst they had Hayden on set. I thought maybe they said, listen, can you just walk through this door and pull a different face and we'll use it for the Mando? They didn't do oh, that. Mate. and I'm glad that they didn't. But no, I didn't have anyone. I thought I need to see them come through the door. I expected it to be somebody new and it kind of was kind of kind of. Well, yeah, kind of. Go on, mate. Go on, mate. <laughs> little, little gross. And well, he, the lady, I, that's the only scene that I went back and rewatched. 
That's the only scene I need. I was like, hang on, let me go back and rewatch this. And, and the, the, the Jedi just that, that kind of is leading Grogu down, down the path, down, down the hallway. She goes, go to Kellerin. But I like that before that, before that, when she's like deflecting, um, blaster fire from the clones, she kind of just like turns around and walks away. <laughs> what? Yeah, 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 yeah. She kind of like pivots. Like, she's like, oh, elevator. Yeah. Sweet. I'm like, yeah. Okay, I like That's as well weird. how if you if you aren't if the name didn't ring a bell to start with, I did like where it, people might have thought pl- the planet is called Kelleran. That's where he's going. You know, get him to Kelleran. You know, there's no there's ambiguity there if you're not aware of like deep cut Star yeah. Wars lore. Uh, also, it's not funny, but Grogu gets the end of in the elevator, and that female Jedi just gets blasted, and she just like gets blasted into the elevator with him she's like this is an awkward trip down isn't it but um there's a bit like fallen order with uh jaro to pole being blasted into the escape pod yes it is yes it is matty boy i see you drinking it from your r2d2 mug this morning um yeah no great point great point mate i um and also grogu looks younger Grogu yeah, looks yeah, noticeably show, younger. His the proportions of his face are slightly different. His eyes are five. Then maybe, uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose I so. Around that thirty twenty five, something yeah. like that. So, um, oh yeah, no, I think you're right. Twenty twenty five, maybe. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I, I couldn't believe it. Can't believe it. Oh, Ahmed Best, mate. Episode oh. 58. Episode 58 of Star Wars Sessions. We had our boy Ahmed on and we were like, are you, um, so mate, are you, um, <laughs> coming back to Star Wars anytime soon? And I wonder, I, might, I guess maybe you would have known or wouldn't have known. I mean, that was like 2020, I think it was 2020, I think it was. So 2020, yeah. Maybe it would have been too early then because he was obviously doing Jedi Temple Challenges, Jedi Temple Adventures, which is. Yep. where this character comes from, which I think is a masterful stroke. Like Keller yeah. and Beck is the, the sabred hand he's called. He's the Jedi master who teaches the kids in that show, that YouTube show. So they've basically just brought him over from that and be like, you know, he t- of course he would know Grogu because he teaches the younglings. That's his job. So in the universe, like canonically, it makes all the sense in the world to have, yeah. you know, the, the kids, the teacher of the younglings save him. Mate, what a what a, what a redemption if you want to call it that. You've got Ahmed Best with two sabers, a green and a blue, looking mm. fresh, looking fly, deck dripping out in gold and everything, just ripping through these clone troopers. I was like, yes, yes, yes. I like that we got to hear him speak as well. They gave they allowed him to say so allowed him, but is uh, this is more for people who haven't seen the Jedi Temple Adventures? Obviously, he doesn't sound he he doesn't talk like Jar Jar Binks in reality. So it's quite cool that they afforded him those lines so people could yep. see. This is Ahmed best acting now. This isn't a Jar Jar Wait, actor. So I wonder redemption. if everyone, I wonder if everyone listening understands who that is. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming most people do, but there's bound to be a couple people who are like, "Who's that?" Bound to yeah, be. I, I, absolutely. I mean, I, and that's why when, when at first when they said, "Oh, get 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 the kid to Kelleran," I thought I thought very quickly, like, "That's a planet." And then mm. I thought, I've heard that name, I, honestly, because I'm in mean, Jedi Temple Adventures for Kids. It was years ago. But I was, I'm sure I've heard that name. But um, I think and what yeah. we got with, with Kelleran Beck was so much more interesting. And see, yeah, I, I see him just cut through Stormtroopers, riding through Coruscant. I wonder how many people will be like, oh, is who, you know, firstly, who is that guy? Secondly, yeah. should I know who he is? 
Yeah. But this is when it works best for me, mate. It's when you can take something like that, a character like that, out of, you know, a fairly obscure, let's face it, kids show. Mm-hmm. Now he's one of the most important Jedi of them all now in terms of the, the recent era. He saved the Grogu, who's going to go on to maybe lead Mandalore, blah, blah, blah. What a what a way to bring Ahmed back to redeem him in in the eyes of some fans as well. Mm. Ahmed, if you're listening, you've got to come back on, man. You've got to tell us all about this. Well, what's all this about? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. It's it's it, it's lovely. It's really nice. Very sweet again to see. And I love that it is just a Jedi that we've not seen before. I love that it's just disconnected because even that, that just makes sense. It makes sense, doesn't it? That like the Jedi, the Jedi Order was big. It was huge. There were a lot of Jedi and there were a lot of Jedi in that temple. The temple itself was massive. <laughs> yeah. There weren't like 50 people living there. There was a lot of, a lot of Jedi yep. there. And we've only seen a small fraction of it that's relevant to the Skywalker saga, but there was a lot, there was a lot of Jedi and. And there were a lot of Jedi or some Jedi that did survive Order 66 and maybe were eventually hunted down. And, you know, we know all that story from Rebels or even Obi-Wan Kenobi now. Yes. And um, I'm I'm really grateful for this choice in direction. I'm really grateful because they, like what you said, that could have easily have been. Yeah. And I I don't think it was necessarily justified. I don't think I would have felt the same way about it but they could have easily got like a legacy character yeah you know mace Mace would have been stupid but like if if you'd have got someone else yeah a different jedi it could have easily have been that and they didn't they were like no let's do it you know let's do a new one let's do a new jedi so it was not seen as well a bit wasn't it yeah yeah it was it was a nice mix of the two because it's very much real world, but you know the aunts and uncles, or the granddads, or you know the casual fans, the normals, they won't care and yeah. they won't know. They will not know. They won't know who that is. The hardcores will know who that is. Yeah, the Star Wars fans will know who that is, and I think that's a nice, not compromise, but middle ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And it makes sense. Yeah. Like I said, in the in story, we the only we only know a couple of. Jedi masters who were training younglings. One of them was at Terra Sanoop, who ended up in the the tomb on Nur in Obi Wan Kenobi from the Clone Wars. Another one is Kelleran Beck. Mm, we know that yeah. he's, he, he he trained the kids, so it would have made it. Not that I don't think if it wasn't him, I don't really can't I can't see people saying, "Well, hold on, why wasn't it that guy from Jedi Temple Adventures?" But now that it <laughs> is, it kind of makes me think. Yeah, do you know what? That's that makes so much sense. Like in terms of in the writers' room for them to say, well, we've already got this character, and it's mm. Ahmed Best as well, guys. You know, we can crush this. Um, so yeah. yeah, I'm so pleased that they they followed their own canon basically, or they didn't just create a new character because sometimes, and the Bad Batch is sometimes uh, guilty of this, where you, you create create so much new stuff to to expand mm-hmm. the world that it kind of almost feels a little bit meaningless at times whereas there are times and I think you can do a little deep dive like with Cobb Vanth you know you didn't need to create a new character he's out there already just bring him in from another medium and they've kind of done that with Killer Rand Beck and I dug him I can't mate when I saw who it was the smile on my face was was wider yeah. than Jar Jar Binks himself and I was like this is wider wider than shirtless Ben Solo and I thought yeah. this is <laughs> This this is lovely to see, and and again the fact that he's just cutting through those fools. He's 
on on that on that ship going through Coruscant, proper Attack of the Clones vibes. I know you felt that as well, mate. You know, the way they mm. dart down. You got the LAAT chasing after them. I was like, this. What is going on? This is this is amazing. It was very Attack of the Clones, <laughs> yeah. and the sound, the sound design as well. I noted down here the sound design on this episode was fantastic throughout. Yes throughout whether it was the start bit the 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 battles the the the, the raptor pterodactyl thing everything coruscant everything the sound design was pretty much flawless yeah pretty much flawless um i adored it what what did you think of the chase itself you know from a to b from the jedi temple to kind of like the landing the landing port thing where we saw the the h type nubian so it's yeah. not the same nubian it's not the nubian we see in phantom menace it's the, the one we see in attack of the clones i believe but let me double check that um yeah what did you think of the actual chase Do you think it looked good did it deliver yep. yeah yeah in short it did it, it because it took me back to attack of the clones it felt like attack of the clones it felt like a slightly updated version of the graphics in attack of the clones as well I you know I did it just it gave me the feels and I don't know what the world thinks again I haven't checked but sometimes sometimes even if it's cynical you you need that shot of nostalgia you need that shot of what mm. made you fall in love with Star Wars and you know I, I saw the OT first but of course I saw the prequels at the cinema first um, and seeing reminded me of like those Attack of the Clones space uh, sorry um ship chase i was like yeah this is this is great through the through the city streets of coruscant i think it looked good i like that they they didn't spend too long on the same thing they didn't spend too long actually out there in the open so it became stale they went through that tunnel which actually turns out to be a train tunnel i like that mm-hmm. yeah, they go yeah. through the spaceport we're back at monument plaza we see mount umates again i i am and we saw the sp- the kind of like landing pad where we see the naboo royal guard that was cool as well seeing the Naboo guard, guard again in that kind of beautiful Clara costume of theirs. It's those prequel nods that um, years ago, mate, I never thought, you know, I don't sit there and dream, oh, God, I wish I could see the Naboo armed fighters again, you know, the armed guards and mm. that, the Royal Guard. But mm. Mm. when you see them there, you know, protecting the ship, it's like, yes, like the connectivity is excellent and it yeah. just felt good. You know, I liked it. It's just the right um, pace for me, mate. I love the music. I love the um, sound effects. I love seeing Ahmed just just caning everyone. I love seeing the old ships coming back in. I, you know, I couldn't remember the the name of a ship that follows them. You've got the LAAT, but then you've got another one which looks a bit like a prototype tie. And I can't remember for the life of me what it is. Yeah, you see those. You see those in Revenge of the Sith, don't you? You see those yeah. bad boys. Like they're like the Mark One Tie Fighter or something. I forget the name of them. Yes, um, cool, I, I love the chase, mate. But were you setting me up for a fail there? Are you going to say? He was a bit pap. I think I listen. I think for the most part, it was great. Mm -hmm. For the most part, there were a couple scenes where I was like, "You can tell this is a TV show." And spaceport by any chance? Um, When they go up the stairs quickly. Uh, Do you know what? I wasn't actually thinking that. I was thinking of the plaza. I was thinking of the plaza. And yeah, maybe maybe the the old train station, the old underground station, old Leicester Square underground, maybe. yeah, there, there, there's there's actually, I think, throughout this episode, there are, you know, a few moments, a few moments where the CG or the effects aren't quite great. Yeah. And yet there are other moments where the effects look absolutely 
outstanding. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, we're, g- g- generally, we're still talking, you know, a, you know, a league above something like Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, <laughs> Which, exactly. Yes, I hate, I hate just crapping on that. By the way, I hate just like you know. No, I, I know what you mean, mate. But yeah, I don't want to production like, issues riddle that show, didn't it? But but you yeah, can tell that with with Mando. It just feels bigger. Like there was, there was a few moments. Like mm. in, the, the when they were flying through Coruscant at night, I thought that looked fine. I thought that great. Well, yeah, yeah. When when they went to the the train station, it looked a bit ropey. And there were a few yep. scenes of the Raptor, more so the long shots mm. flying, where mm. I thought you can see where it's just being composited onto an actual image. There, and I thought you're fine, whatever. But this, this, this again, this is nitpicks from from me specifically, somebody who who dug it for the most part and is thinking, yeah, I, I can notice that the budget was used in other places, but they didn't linger on these shots too long for me to think. Right. Ugh. Right. Right. There is, there is a degree of like, I mean, always in these recaps, you know, we, we have to acknowledge that there's a degree of nitpickiness, you know, of course. And this is the same nitpickiness that probably ruined the prequels for a lot of people when <laughs> they came out. Yeah. And I couldn't help but think that today. I couldn't help but think, you know, even Ahmed Best or Keller and Beck's, you know, fighting style was a little bit different. And his facial expressions at times might have been, you know, not um, not cheesy, but almost like a little bit camp, right? And it mm-hmm. is, I, I thought that that was like a nod to kind of how the prequels are. Now, I, I look at the prequels and it's, uh, you know, people that listen to this podcast for a long time know this. But for me, it's like it, they're a given. They're a given. They are. They yeah. are as much Star Wars as the original trilogy. Because I'm the perfect age to grow up with both the originals and the prequels. And and I don't know. It just doesn't bother me. But I it all. I always get a little bit of a of a, like a weird feeling in my head and in my heart and in my tummy whenever whenever i meet someone who goes oh i hate the prequels i'm like really like yeah you in my head i'm like what you guys are still around like people that really hate the prequels Mm. you know they've moved on mate (laughs) they've moved on on the sequels now guys (laughs) yeah they're 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 hating the new trilogy mate yeah and then it's all cyclical it'll come back around to something else soon absolutely it will absolutely it will yeah that's the way this is the way yeah um but listen yeah i i I, overall i was so happy to to see this and to see it done and i think grogu was outstanding in this the puppeteering of grogu and his concern his look and he's thinking what is what is going on where am i going where what where where is that going oh do you think we're going to see a continuation of what happens to him well, where we, he goes we, we know he there. ends up with the pirates, don't we? But we don't know how we ended up with the pirates. We now know who who, who saved him. So I guess if you want to be um, pernickety, you kind of think, well, what happened to Killer and Beck it, uh, between now, between then and now? I'm assuming he's been hunted down, maybe. But are we going to see that, or is it just going to be another Jedi out there? It, 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 these little questions do get raised a little bit, especially because it's it's high profile because it's Ahmed Best. You know, people are going to mm. want to see him or going to want to know what happened to the guy who saved Grogu. I think eventually yeah. he's going to go down, but when? I think we are going to see it, and I think it will be done in the Mandalorian. Maybe not necessarily. Maybe Keller and Beck's story, but you know, we will definitely know what happens to Grogu in the Mando. They're going to save his backstory for this. They're not going to do it in like, the Mando comic or anything like that. It's going to be yeah. stuck here. And I think I think we are going to find out. I think we need to as well. Not not often do I say we need to find stuff out, but 
there's, there's an element of mystery of Yoda because you don't know his species or anything about him really, but that's been built in from the early days. Now with Grogu, well, we know he was a, a Jedi foundling. We, we know bits about him now where it would almost feel a bit stupid to have a big black hole in the middle. We know Grogu's can't remember it and it's been yeah. coaxed out of him. I think we'll get more of these scenes. I hope they're done a bit differently next time. I don't want to. I don't want it to always be he hears the armorer like smacking one of the pauldrons <laughs> and he's like, "No, oh, not again." I hope there's something different next time. But um, I, th- I think yeah. we will do, mate. I think we will. And he, he gets something new. He gets a he gets a rondel forged for him, and he gets yeah. and he gets put on his chest. The first thing cool. I thought, mate, was he's getting shot. Because I've said it in our re- in our mm. hype and theory episode before this se- season even started. I was like. They keep showing the the mithril on his chest, the uh, like that Frodo, and I, and I know it's to show that he's got it and he's a Mando now. But I thought they really are showing that a lot. And now they've basically put a target on him. Yeah, I still think there's going to be a moment where he gets blasted and everyone goes, "Oh no!" And yep. then we remember, "Oh yeah, he's got this like huge like coin on him. He's like got this a big G coin on him uh, on his chest." So I like little that Frodo. It, little, little Frodo. Frodo. It looks mental because it's huge. It's bigger than his head, but. I dig it, and the, the tradition of the way of the creed is you you, you donate uh, you donate a small portion of what you earn to the foundlings. Yeah, I, I know. I dig it. I like it, and 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 Grogu is being incorporated now by by the big mama herself, the armorer. I've I've in my notes, I've just got this line that's jumping out of me, jumping out to me, Go on. and um, I've highlighted highlighted it bold, made it big. I've got always a bigger fish. There's always a bigger fish, and it's the <laughs> moment where the, the the pterodactyl raptor thing, like, is like flying down to the to the lake, and this huge the the, the old crocodile. That's it. The crocodile's back just eats it. I was like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> what Jurassic that. World vibes. Yeah, it was Jurassic World yeah. vibes. Uh, watching that, I was like, "Yeah, come on, come on." Do you know what? Do you know what the first thing I thought was? And this is, I mean, this is real world. I was like, "Oh no, people are going to complain about this because they, they, what's going to happen to those three little birds that are in the nest? Oh no, they're going to call it barbarian." But no, they've brought the birds back for training, which could yep. also mean eating as well. Uh, oh, let's not fly. But uh, oh, I did. Maybe. I was like, "Oh man, they they tied up. They basically shot those things into and weighed her down so much that." The, the the raptor just fell in and I was like, oh, well, oh she's going to get away. Chomp. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> Hungry dino's got to eat. <laughs> I did I quite love enjoy it. that, mate. I loved it. I really, really, really loved it, mate. Really loved it. Um, there, there, there's a lot of filth. There is a lot of filth. And now talking, talking through it, you know, with you, I am starting to think, oh, well, once the Order 66 scene is done, we're back on the, the you know, mando mando base nine <laughs> and um <laughs> and i love that they're just around the campfire you know a little bit cowboyish absolutely yeah, very, that that kind of nod to the western themes mm-hmm. here in mando um and bo's like how do you eat when others around and uh like you don't <laughs> you, yeah. you take the food and you go, you go somewhere else and eat it, and everyone just gets up and walks yeah. away. I was like, "Oh my what gosh!" It's going to be like is- that at a sessions meetup before celebration. We're going to yep. meet all you guys and be like, "Right, we're not actually going to sit together. We're all going to disperse across London and eat, and we'll yeah. all meet later on." But, but that's a question people have asked since episode one: is like, "Oh, if you can't take your home <laughs> off, how do you eat?" And they showed Dean like sipping his soup. But I suppose when you're part of a, the group of the watch, like, yeah, how do they eat? 
And, you know, it's a fun little kind of nod to the audience to say, we've all got to go to different places to eat, but yeah. Bo being the leader of the pack, the war pack, she gets to sit by the fire and the, and we, we, we start to find out a bit more from about her as well. She's, she's integrated within this. She's found people, whether she stays with them or not, it remains to be seen, but she's being accepted by this found clan. Family. Found well, she family. Hasn't, and it's the one she? which she's been rebelling against. Essentially. Mm. She rebels mm. since the start of this. And she's she's buying into it. She hasn't taken off her helmet. She's being respectful by saying, well, how do we eat? She waits till everyone goes and then uh, it eats her tucker. And she's the one who comes up with a plan that we've got to scale this mountain like Batman. This is how I used to do it in my trials. We can't use our jetpacks. I dug as well earlier on when they're following the raptor with their jetpacks and they all run out of fuel. Liked it. They're not, they're not superheroes who can just keep going, you know, if the last Jedi taught us anything, fuel is a precious commodity, and you've got to have yeah. it, or else you're in yeah. trouble. But yeah, Bo, she with this, this this episode, I would I would wager is actually more about Bogotan than anyone else. I think Grogu maybe maybe like fifty one percent Bo, forty nine percent Grogu because yes. it opens with Bo walking through you know the kids and we speak and she, she's talking to Grogu, and it ends with her help basically leading the party to save Paz's son. Din and Paz share a nice moment of respect at the end. Finally, this is the way. And then mm. of course her chat with the armor at the end, it's, it's still, it's pushing Bogotan's story more than anything. Din is very much a side player in this and I, I'm fine with that. It's Bo yeah. and Grogu this week. Bogu. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Bogru, did you say? <laughs> yeah. Bo, Bo, Grogu, Bogru. Bo, 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 <laughs> um, yeah, Grogu no, you're Tan. right, mate. I, I, I noticed that as well. I noticed that as well. And even, you know, last week, a lot of that was, was obviously Bo and also a bit of Dr. Pershing. But, um, we said, didn't we, leading into the, this season, season three of Mando, that, um, Bo Katan is likely going to be playing a bigger role. She's in all the promotional, uh, material, the marketing material. Uh, Katie Sackoff, Bogotan's uh, actress. Um, you know, she's been doing just as much um, promotional work for the series as as Pedro Pascal. If I'd not, say maybe she's done more, a bit more. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say maybe a bit more. Um, and yeah, I think I think this is very much Bo getting to grips with with this sect. You know, with this culture. And she she's getting used to everything, and like what you said, she is fitting in maybe a little bit more than she realizes. And we get her saying, "This is the way," you know. Again, in this episode, she's loving it, mate. This is oh, found she family. It. It's found family, and found family is, or family in general, is a core theme of Star Wars. It's good yes. Star Wars, and say what you want about this episode, say what you want about this series so far, but that's definitely what's going on here. Definitely what's going on. Yeah. And the last three chapters of this season have, have done, I think a really decent job in doing that. Suddenly we've gone from Bo-Katan being, you know, in her castle, a bit menacing, you know, we were wondering, Oh, what's going to happen? Are they going to be like rivals fighting it out? Yeah. For the dark saber, you know, yeah. a few chapters down the line and it's it's completely completely different to what i thought totally flipped yeah this series was going to be and i'm glad mate i'm glad that i've not just um, made some assumptions and got everything right yeah. on. Yep. 
it's it's really really nice it's really really nice to see this all unfolding mate but also mando had some like din Djarin himself had some fantastic moments in this episode really really fantastic moments when they go and and rescue the kid the little annoying kid paz vizsla's son um it. <laughs> yeah it's kind of, it's 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 a little mission. It's a little mission. And Paz Vizsla is just a thicko. And he's like, no, let me go save him. And it like yeah. tries and, you know, oh. you, you think, so- what are you doing, son? But then, but then when he oh. said, that's my kid, I thought, yeah, I get it. Okay, fine. I get it. Um, yeah. As a dad, that was information that we were, I, I, I mean, cause I, you do, I'd like to think do I'd stuff throw myself kid. into a raptor's yeah. nest for my daughter. Uh, but then maybe not. Uh, no, I would. Yeah. Um, but no, cause, because they didn't show what, tell us that part before we, <laughs> they do set him up to be this like hulking goon, like, no, you know, screw the plan. I'm going in. And yeah. it turns out that his, yeah, his fool, his brash way, even though it is passion more than anything and love almost, got them got him killed as well as his son and it takes Bo and it takes Dean you know the guy he's shown no respect to really to help save him and his son and that's why I love when when he looks at him and says you know thank you this is the way this is the way that yeah this is this is is this setting up maybe that man it, it, this is this, this is it mate Bo can't shake the mythosaur she even says about the mythosaur so if she ta- if she goes and goes after him and tames the mythosaur uh, then is she going to be the ruler of Mandalore, the new Mandalore, the great. I googled that. Mandalore, the great, wasn't Tar Vizsla. There are two different people. Mandalore, the great, was the first Mando to tame the myth, tame the Metasaur. But yep. Din is going to rule by, like Boba Fett. Din is going to rule by respect, is he? Potentially, he's got the dark saber. Or are we going to have joint rulers? Or are we going to have none? Are we going to have mm. one person tames the Metasaur, the other learns to wield the dark saber? Together they rule to, or or what? There's so many yeah. cool possibilities. And you, what you said just now was spot on the money that none of our well not really very many of our theories are coming true so far and that for no. me is whether it's a sign of good writing or that we're bad at theories i don't care it means that every week we're getting surprised and that's all, and that's all i could ask for i didn't think we'd get an an episode like last week's one no. i'm glad that we did then we, we kind of shuttle more into familiar territory here and we get some great lore dumps we find out you know we find out more about what bo-katan thinks about the creed she's incorporated with it we learn him a bit more about Paz, that he's got a son, and that's and that annoying kid is Paz's son. We know, we now mm. get Grogu's future story, training as a Mando. We finally get the backstory. And there's so much they crammed in in this 30 minutes that um, I think it's a testament to Carl Weathers. And I mentioned his directing. I think he did some really, really cool shots. Um, I mentioned that a lot of it was just following a raptor around or fine. But the way he used the camera, the way he was zooming, the way he was, uh, the way he was focusing, the way he was pulling in and out of shots, I thought was yeah really confident. And we we got some hey look, we got some what I call kind of like social media shots on there. There's a shot of the gauntlet chasing the raptor towards the sun. I was like, that's you know that that that's made to be screenshotted for people to go yes. But I dig yeah. it, man. There's so many. There's a few shots like that, but I've no I've no bother with that because. I like those shots as well. I love it when Star Wars is sexy shots. Um, but I liked his directing. I thought he did, I thought he really did um, a confident job there. No issues there whatsoever. The mm-hmm. music, whilst I didn't always notice it, I appreciated it. Uh, and I liked seeing the Skittles gang, the Mando Skittles gang as well. They're called the, the Shriek Hawk Training Team, is what I heard that they were called. So you've got these different Mandos, all different coloured helmets and armour. 
uh, as they go to in their kind of like Lord of the Rings, Wild West esque establishing shots of them uh, yeah. traversing that rocky terrain. I was like, this is, I like this. This this is cool, mm. and it in feels a, homely, doesn't it? It, it feels homely. Feel homely. Yeah, and yeah. To kind of counter my own point, which I'm quite good at doing. Yes, there were lots of shots <laughs> of just following animals or people, but in a 30 mm. minute episode, we also had time to breathe it didn't it wasn't just full-on action we had time to watch where they're going sit back understand and appreciate before barreling into the uh the action so i think it's a really really well constructed episode and we got a ton of stuff coming out of this mate yes mate yes mate always a bigger fish i love that (laughs) moment and i and you know what i thought the when mando when din actually saved the young lad yeah, you know the foundling or whatever, um, the youngling. I thought that was so well done. The music, yes. the music, the momentum, the way he just like shoots down and saves him. That was a moment of yes, yes, yes. Could have easily, could have easily have been just like, oh yeah, yep, saved yep. him. Yeah, but here we go again. Yep, it seen felt- this before. It felt like something, and it felt like it to me. It was like Dinjarin again, Dinjarin again, saving yeah. the day. Dinjarin again. He is capable. He's not perfect. He's not invincible, but he's pretty damn good. Yes, and that's what uh, that little moment was. Yeah, that's what that little moment was for 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 me. Loved it. I don't, really, what really, about really the very that. last scene then, mate? The only thing we haven't mentioned, and it is a nice fitting way to almost end up now, is mm. the finale with Bo. She gets a new pauldron and she wants the mythosaur. She doesn't want the night owl. She wants a mythosaur. She says to the armorer, now, "What you know? What would you say if I told you I'd seen the mythosaur?" And the mm. armorer's like, "Oh, you'd be very lucky. It would be a noble vision." And she said, "And she, I was kind of wondering now, is Bo going to?" you know kind of retreat back and be like oh yeah it maybe was but she's like no 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 mm. saw it and again the armor pushes back when you choose to walk the way of the mandalore you will see many things pushes back but this was real annoy it frustratingly and deliciously the armor just says this is the way and that's yeah. how she she can't shake them at the mythosaur mate and i dig that from last week where she wouldn't tell din She's now moved on. She's told the armor about it. Who, you know, does she believe or does she not believe it? Is she dismissing it? Is she almost like pushing Bo-Katan to, you know, f- seek this out for herself? Mm. Interesting. Uh, we're going to follow up on that surely in this season. <sighs> Maybe. <laughs> exactly. Maybe. I think this is all leading somewhere. And I think this is leading to kind of like a leadership race. Now, this is where I, I, I think our theories are going to end up circling back to, you know, this contest may, maybe between okay. Din and Bo. You know, Bo is maybe, maybe she's found her people. Maybe she's found the creed. Maybe she's like, these are the people I'm born to rule. Not yeah. these other folk, not these other Mandos. These are the real Mandos. And I'm meant to rule these guys. Mm-hmm. I think Din will always be a reluctant leader. He's a good leader. He's a good leader. He's he's a good he's a good guy. He's a good person. Uh, but he's not really bothered about being up front yeah. and center, is he? No. Yeah. But that's particularly that's 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 especially why maybe he is the right person to do it. And that's why 
you know, to quote old Bella Organa who said that to a little Princess Leia. You know, she's like, I don't want to be a politician. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. He's like, that's exactly why you'd make a good one. Yeah, spot on. And I think that that's, that's, that's the thing here with, with Din and Bo is that there's clearly a, a, a different interpretations of the calling. You know, something is calling to one of them, whether it's these signs, whether it's the mythosaur, whether it's the dark saber. Yep. But, you know. Could I'm, they rule together or could they not? Or, or could they abolish the rule, mate? Because like I said, I mean, maybe. she's called by the mythosaur. He's got the dark saber. If she tames that and he's got the saber, well, who 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 pulls rank? Or could it be mm. that in the end they're like, why do we need a ruler? Touche. Yeah, touche. Maybe so many I don't cool know. ideas. I th- I I I think there's going to be one ruler, one man though to rule them all. Possibly. That's the that's the cool thing though, mate. Is I'm happy mm. if we get one ruler, if we get two, or if we get none. If we're going to change things up. Uh, but like Dave said, we don't see the manners in the sequel trilogy. Maybe, maybe we don't need to, but we also don't see them in the sequel trilogy. We don't, but they, they, that, that's a story we've mentioned many times, which is an interesting thing to, to think about. But at the same time, like Dave said, don't need to see them just because, just because you don't see them doesn't mean they're not there. I'm so interested mm. as where they take this story of these two characters, mate. Um, but you yeah, know, I, I, I dug the episode. I'm so glad we're seeing more of Bo now. She isn't just a, uh, a warrior. There's more to mm. her. We, we finally found out who got a Grogu and what a surprise it was. Din is, Din, Din is still a bad daddy. And I mean that in a good way. And yep. it, was, yep. it was just fun. I loved last week's episode. Don't get me wrong, but it was fun to go back to the familiar. Sometimes I, you know, kind of, I kind of hope next week's episode is a mix of both give us some of that mm-hmm. kind of mystery and intrigue with the swashbuckling action. And I think that's the melting point, mate. I'd love to see that. Yeah. The melting point, the right melting there. point. Yes. I, I, I'm, I'm just going to quickly say two issues. Okay. Okay. One of which I think is more noticeable. The other is, is probably let's wait and see. Okay. But I think for the casual, this might affect some viewers. Okay. Yep. Okay. So the first one is, I do think, I'm starting to really miss the presence of Ludwig Jöransson, you know, and his Ooh, score, okay. his music. Okay. Um, I do think, is it Joseph Shirley? Joseph Shirley. He does a good job. He does a good job, but at times I wished, I, I, I think Ludwig is a little bit more experimental and his music is, this is one thing. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Happy to be corrected. Sometimes his music's just louder. Sometimes- yeah, no, well, I said earlier on, I didn't notice it, but I appreciated no. it because it's just, it's a sound bed. Well, yes. you know, you're right. Ludwig is, Ludwig is more noticeable and it is more experimental and it's, it gets in the area a little bit more. Yeah, I think so. And, and I, I think it is missing that at times. The second thing is that, and I think this all affects some viewers more than others. Okay, I'm I'm pretty patient when it comes to this stuff, so I'm I'm happy to wait and see how it plays okay. out. But I thought today, who's the villain here, guys? Who's the villain? Hundred you know, percent. And I think some people might be watching this and thinking, "Where's this going? What's the point? What's the yep. point, guys? Yeah, where's the threat? Yeah, and that's why you're getting the pterodactyl, mate. That's why you're getting <laughs> stuff like that because you need. Here. You need to write that in. You need to write that in because right now it's not necessarily obvious. Now, we did get the seeds of that last week 
you know, with Pershing, with the Empire, with, you know, rumours of where Gideon has escaped maybe and, you know, the, the, the TIE fighter thing maybe hinting at Thrawn yep. in, in the second oh, episode oh, oh. of this season. Yep. You know, it's all very, very exciting. Very exciting. But I think I'm, I'm just saying for casual viewers and for some viewers, it's probably worth noting that that's, that's, you could maybe even do that with the other seasons too, particularly when you're four episodes in. So I, 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 I just thought it was worth mentioning. Just thought it was worth mentioning. There we go. I think it's a good shout, mate. I think it's a great shout, in fact, because in the other two seasons, we knew we we had an established villain and they were present. They might not have been in every episode, but we knew they were out there. And now we don't know where Gideon is. The Imperial Remnant, this, is, this isn't like Andor in the sense that the Empire itself was the villain. They were this omnipresent villain. They were a threat. Whereas yeah. in The Mandalorian, we've got an Imperial Remnant, which we haven't seen yet or barely seen. We've had hints of... Which is why I think in the next four episodes, we're going to get more of them now. I think we're going to have payoff to part three. I think we have to as well. I, think, mm. I, think, I don't think we can pussyfoot around there for too long. Um, I mean, I, I've wanted to see a more Mandalorian-focused episode uh, season, so I wanted it to be more focused, and it is feeling that way. Yeah. But now it is time to, yeah, like you say, where are we going? We know we've got other series that are connected, which are going to play a part, and they've got big villains in there as well. I mean, the only real villain we saw was Gorian Shard in part one and Vane the Pirates, but they were, you know, they came and went very quickly, haven't been seen again since. Could be argued they were throwaway, but we're pretty sure they're coming back. Um, yeah, they're coming back. Gideon, we know Gideon's coming back. We know he is, but where is he? Plus, it's, it's Gideon, man. He's, he's cool. I think you're right, mate. There is a villain. There is a there is a threat in a minute. The threat isn't internal, like with Bo-Katan and Mando, like who's going to be the leader and how are the Mandalorians going to survive. We mm. need now an actual villain. We need a baddie to rise up, and maybe I don't want to say definitely because this series of anything has been subversive to a point. Maybe next week is going to be the Gideon show. I mean, I, find I'm out- wondering that. I mm. think it is. What, what happened mm. to Gideon? Are we going to find out that he escaped? Are we going to see him escape? Is Katie O'Brien's character going to help him out there or, or other people? Yeah. I, I think we need to now. We've got five, six, seven, eight to come, like um, like Steps once sang. I think we need to, especially if, if we assume, and we know what we know what an assumption can do, but if we assume oh. episode eight of this season is going to be, you know, the fairly, fairly big um, climactic showdown or duel or battle, like it always seems to be, We've got to build up to that now. We've got to have something yeah. to show down with, yeah. unless it is just yeah. going to be like maybe the Mythosaur and the Mando's internal. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think it's a great point, mate. But I, I'm going to tell you now, mate, I went first last week with my rating. So I'm going to be really kind. This is the way Ooh. I'm going to throw it over to okay. you. Let's get into that section now. What are you going to say for chapter four, chapter 20, The Founding? What are you giving it out of Ponder Babbers? I really enjoyed this. There is a lot to love about it. There is a lot to love. And I actually think this is going to be a crowd pleaser. I think a lot of people will will really like this. I'd even go out, uh, go as far to say that maybe a lot of people might like this more than I did. And I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to give it, I think, and I think this is fair, uh, one of my ponders is going to be cut a little bit awkwardly, mate. A little bit awkwardly, maybe an arm off or a leg off or maybe a bit more. Who knows? Um, I'm going to give it 7.7 Ponder Babbers out of 10 Ponder Babbers. That's what I'm giving it, mate. Yeah. 
Look at that ponder, that poor bloke. The sounds of it. But um, yeah. what 7. about you, mate? Sevens. Yeah, seven point seven. Seven point seven. I think that's. I think that's fair. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm going to give it. Second best episode of the season so far for me. Um, Matty boy, let me throw it over to you. What are you giving it, mate? Uh, I can't remember what I gave last week's one. I think it was like 8.2. I think I gave it or something along those lines. Yeah. I oh, They both had they both um, were great for different merits. I'm going to give this episode... Um, I'm going to do. I'm going to. I'm going to pull a blind on this one. I'm going to do a bit of oh. chopping and I'm going to do a bit of shaving here. I'm going to oh. give this one an 8.25... Oh, I magistrate Cargan. Z- out of 10 because it, last week's was filth. This week was filth. Ahmed, best man. <laughs> that, that swung oh, it for me. I seeing know. Ahmed, mate, back. That was, that was the best. So uh, 8.25 out of 10. We've still got more to come, mate. And I expect bigger things to come in terms of the Mando story in the last four episodes, mate. But You know it. You know, well, that's it. what we thought. That's just our opinion, guys. You know what we're here for. We live to know what you guys think. What did you think of this? Is this a crowd pleaser? Was it a bit waff? Was it, you know, are you getting a bit bored of the familiar? Do you want more kind of chapter three style storytelling here? Let us know your thoughts. Lukey boy, where can the world find us online? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. You can search for us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, just search Star Wars Sessions. And we'll be there. And um, we've got an email as well. Send an email to us at hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. Uh, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Uh, Two dollars, two quid gets you in the club, mate, the Session Sickheads Club. Uh, and it's well worth it. Commentaries, extra shows, extra opinions, watch along, live watch alongs. It's really 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 good fun so if you can and you're enjoying the show and you listen to us weekly you know please consider it really really helps us and uh yeah over over to you matty boy he he loves it well if you want to support the show for free keep doing what you're doing and just listening that we we dig that but also leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice if you're listening on spotify just scroll up and do the five stars now you don't even have to stop listening to be able to do that 10 seconds bosh those five Mm. stars helps the show grow it gets us up the algorithms it gets new listeners in and it's another great way for us to hear from more of you guys each and every week and please tell all your star wars friends about us tell your mum tell your dad tell your auntie tell your nearest pirate I, I, I didn't have one. I didn't have anything lined up. Tell <laughs> you your nearest Ewok. Tell your cousin. The more the merrier. The castle spicy. Ah. Yeah. Tell your, tell your missing villain that this is the podcast they're looking for. <laughs> so until next time from me, this is the way. And from Luke, this is the way. 